Alright. So, this is our first podcast for Fountain Pen and Stationery. I'm the host, Frank, and the fellow host, my, fr- my good friend, Collins. Hi, everyone. My name is Collins. And uh, so, the main thing of our podcast we're going to be talking about is, um, of course, it's going to be focused on Fountain Pen, as our name suggests. But we are we may be going over to some overlapping themes uh, related to fountain pens like notebooks, papers, uh, pencils, uh, maybe even as much as some people doesn't like to hear rollerballs and uh, overall just stationary and fountain pens. All right, so let's do a uh, quick introduction and. Uh, to let us know what exactly how we use our pens and uh, the history of us using fountain pens. So, all right, sounds great. Okay, so do you want to start or do you want me to start? Yeah, sure. Um, well, I can start just by prefacing that you were the one who got me into this. All right. Uh, um, this. W- yes, I think it was how many years ago? I. Yeah, so it was back in 2017, as I recall, um, and you were just showing me all this stuff, and I went on a trip to Japan, and I stopped by a uh, a shop in Ginza called Itoya. Have you heard of it? Yeah, yeah, I believe so. It's one of those uh, largest fountain pens. Well, not fountain pen, one of the uh, biggest stationery store in Japan. Yeah, it was huge, right? And so I go in there and I find a couple. I go, I as I recall, I bought a Platinum Plan Seer and a Pilot Kakuno, which are very intro level fountain pens. Um, but they were really cool, right? They, you know, they had that little nib, and you know, that was my first baby's first fountain pen, right? So I go in there, and then I call you, and you ask me to go take a look at. Um, their expensive line, right? These the pens I bought were like five, ten dollar US. You were you you asked me to go up to like the the floor where they greet you, give you like a mint, and then show you all of like their ex- yeah. expensive one hundred plus. Pens. I, I think I remember now. Uh, I think I was asking you to help me look for a limited edition pilot vanishing point. I believe that's yep, what was the pilot pilot vanishing point. Yeah, that's why. Yeah, that's why I asked you to take a look for me. I don't think you ended up buying it surprisingly. <laughs> no, I don't think it. I don't. I'm not. They either didn't have it or you, like the trouble of getting it was probably too great. I'm not sure. But in, in any case, we didn't end up getting it. But I did end up getting my first introductory fountain pen, and from that point on, um, talking with you, it just kind of kind of rabbit hold into snowballing into the uh, whole hobby for you. Huh? Yeah, yeah. Now I have like two uh, books full of pens. And yeah. Yeah. Okay. And as for myself, I believe um, my my starting point of fountain pen was uh, surprisingly early compared to people my age. Um, is primarily due to my school back in elementary. Uh, the school somehow felt that it's better to for kids to learn how to write when they are forced to not erase anything. So they 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 make you start using rollerball or um, pen, basically non erasable pen when you are in fourth grade, I believe. And and you you grew up in Taiwan, right? This is not an American school. You no, grew up in this Taiwan. is a, this is not American school. This is in Taiwan and. Uh, the school is a rather uh, prestigious elementary school back then as well. So it is it ha- it has its own quirks basically, and uh, that's when I I started learning. I, uh, my first one to fountain pen was I believe my mom's godfather gave me a set of rollerball and fountain pen, and uh, I that's when I started using fountain pen. Of course, I didn't know what they were, how how they were, how like exactly how they were used. I, uh, my, my parent just set off for me. I used it. And unfortunately, I think I broke the nib of <laughs> probably three fountain pens throughout elementary because I keep dropping them. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and, and so you, you, um, sorry, you, 
started out using rollerball and fountains before using the standard um I don't even know what they're called anymore. What are they called again? Like the standard ones that you get here? Uh shoot. The wait, the pen? Which one? Uh, the gel pen the gel pens? Do you mean yeah. the Yeah, gel pens or like um Okay, so back to topic. Where were we? Um we were talking about Oh sorry. That's what I was trying to remember. Like you started out with fountain pens and roller balls before ball points and gel pens yeah 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 the 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 elementary school we, actually we, started recommending us to pick up fountain pen as a primary recommendation actually in fact they didn't even bother trying rollerball they just tell us to get a fountain pen i believe and and why is that? Like, why fountain pen over? N- not that I'm saying that the, you guys shouldn't, but like, why fountain pen before something so simple, something it's, so like it's universally available? I I don't know. Honestly, I don't know that that school is not is not a traditional school per se. It 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 tends to do things on the hard way sometimes. <laughs> like the uh, enrollment back then was completely RNG. It's just you draw a lottery, you get in or you not, whether you try to donate right. or not. And it, it that school is unique in its own way. Um, and I think I do believe as kids, you have to learn the Chinese uh, soft pen and writing since you're in fifth grade. Which and that's like the the brush pen, right? Yeah, it's a brush pen. You had to start learning how you write essay using the brush pen in fifth grade, which is another topic on its own. It's, it's messy and uh, it was a pain in the butt. <laughs> yeah, I tried using a, a brush pen and it's like, eh, yeah, my hand wasn't made to use this. I'm not I'm not going to do this. It's fine. Yeah, you, you I mean, you, you kind of get used to it. And, well, granted, uh, it does get a lot of getting used to for, for you to be somewhat proficient. I, I just got to the point that it is legible using brush pen and that was it yeah so yeah that's how i started and i think uh, i got back in the hobby sometime during college which is oh a decade ago uh, more than a decade ago nowadays i think when i first get into it and i think yeah why'd you sorry why, why'd you get back into it in college honestly it was looking i was trying to find the kudo toga pencil the mechanical pencil from jet pen and uh back then i think uh the form and access all the social media doesn't really exist as much as providence as today so um there i didn't really look for any kind of form for pen fountain pen pencils and i just happened to stumble upon i think they were recommending fountain pens on the page of jet pen and that's when I right. remember. I think I used to use this. Let me pick. Uh, let me pick one up and uh, try it again. I think it was the Pilot Premier. I'm not even sure. Do they even sell it today? I remember seeing a blue, super thin Pilot fountain pen of yours, and then I wanted one myself. That w- um. Yeah, I I I have it in my other booklet booklet, but I. I can't, the name doesn't come to me. Oh, it was the Pilot Prera, P-R-E-R-A. That was the uh, feather one. That was the blue feather one with plastic body. I bought okay. that one first. And the okay. the blue one that you remember was the Pilot, uh, uh, that was the Pilot Cavalier something like that? Yeah, 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 Cavalier, Cavalier. Yeah, Cavalier, and uh, that was the one I bought about, like, I think half a year to a year after I started using it and uh, get used to the fountain pen a little bit and started looking for more other pens to use. And I think I only used two bottles throughout college. That was the uh, Ilushitsuku Tsukio and uh, the uh, Fudu Shogun. That was the only two bottles mm. that I ever used through the entire college. <laughs> Did you ever finish those bottles? The blue one, the Tsukiyo, was, is, I think, 15% left, I think. 
right now, right? Right like, now, and that's that's after a couple of years, and I've been mixing them. I've been mixing the ink a little bit as well. I think that's what took maybe like thirty percent of the ink from it. Otherwise, is and that's a th- and that's the thing about like fountain pen, right? Like you buy these bottles, and I have never finished a bottle yet over the years. All of them are above fifty percent. I think that is. It's okay. It's the most I've finished so far. It is, it, yeah. It's fifteen percent. Hopefully, I can finish it sometime soon. Uh, otherwise, yeah, I, I think I have the same issue as you. I acquire ink a little bit faster than I can use them. So so far, I don't really <laughs> finish inks. I mean, they come in, but I think yeah. No, but I think that's kind of the 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 thing with this hobby, right? Like you buy and accumulate so much ink. Um, cause you, you know, like you want to use it more than once, but you don't really want a sampler cause the sampler you can only use once. Um, so you end up accumulating all this ink and you're never going to use them before you die. Like you're going to continue having this stuff. Yeah. So I think, uh, I, I think starting from a certain point, I may be looking into s- not 50 milliliter bottles. I think like, for example, the new sailor ones I showed you the other day, that's 30. I think that's a little bit better size in a sense to use and to store so that we don't run into this issue as often but at the same time i probably gonna buy more or so i yeah there's plus and minuses i would say uh, i mean other than this the the only one that i use the most is probably the uh, red ink that i use at work the um Surprisingly, it's the limited uh, sailor one from Japan. And uh, I think it is the Urushi color, supposedly, that matches the fountain pen I have. Yeah. Because I use that for my um, drafting pen, and the drafting paper is not technically fountain pen paper, so it absorbs ink like crazy. So that also uses ink like crazy. I think that bottle is down like 50% to 60% already. I mean, I bought another bottle, but the original bottle is down maybe 40, 40% left already. And that was probably the second bottle that I'm probably going to finish first, other than the Yetsukiyo that I had since a decade ago. Technical difficulties, back to topic. And I think we were going to get on to, what was the other topic? Oh, we're good. Oh. So- your your own personal pen habit and use like how you use it what kind of paper do you use like how often do you write right um uh, yeah yeah we were on the uh using the ink um i use that work most of the time for fountain pen usage i think that's where majority of the uh pen usage comes from i don't use them at home as much uh the only thing that i use is to jot down or had to really had to plan something out that's pretty much the only time that i will use the uh fountain pen at home just I've, for some context what do you do uh i am a engineer uh, uh a i would say a consulting engineer so you i work with the uh building drawings most of the time so like drafting corrections uh, notes on the drip on the paper those are like marking make marking drawing especially now i have to check other people's plans and that's where i use a fountain pen the most often right and now you can't erase as you practice in school you have to draw it first and correctly right uh no because surprisingly um i do most of my drafting on computers uh okay I don't actually draft um, hand, um, ink and paper per se, unless I'm trying to show or teach someone because I am a faster drafter on computer. So right. yeah, so the only time I use a pen or ink at work also is when I'm doing correction work where I need to highlight something of like a, like a um, client spec, um, special notes I need to follow. That's, that's pretty so it's much more of it. a, it's more of a helper the pen is more of a helping tool rather than like a like a creation tool yeah it's not a primary it's not a primary tool of a trade nowadays it's, it's a uh, side lining highlighting tools um i think that's definitely the similar usage as you do right i mean you are you are a uh 
So I'm a I'm a I'm a uh, uh, I'm a software engineer, so it's a little bit different. Um, I don't usually have to show people anything on paper. So my fountain pen uses is actually like ninety percent personal. Um, I do a weekly uh, kind of a bullet journal on Sundays to kind of recap my week and go over things. And sometimes I'll do kind of a uh, a daily journal, but it's mostly that Sunday weekly journal. Yeah. Actually, actually, that brought us something else. I I felt that we have very different pen usage habit and the、uh, the use case. I mean, for me, since I use most of them to mark up things and to jot down notes, I am more like a、uh, much more practical usage. I would say. Yeah, you're and, definitely the more utilitarian user of pens here. Yeah, definitely like. Almost all utility、uh, usage. Like I, I know you even went into a, like slide calligraphy, drawing, learning, and all the other stuff. Like、yeah. for me, I I try a little bit calligraphy learning, and I think after like three four weeks, all the handwriting back to normal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, for me definitely, I I do this more as a fun side hobby, right? Like I practice some calligraphy. Um, as you know,、uh, like I have a compulsive urge to switch out my ink color basically every couple of weeks. So when I refill all of my pens, I refill them like a third of the cartridge just so that I can finish in time to swap out the pen, swap out the ink, and continue my compulsive like I just want to try something different. Ah,、uh, yeah, I think.、Uh... I don't fill fully as well because fill, uh, filling fully to me is also the same color for way too long. Even though I do use it much more often at work, I think I fill it about fifty percent for my pens. And、uh, also, the main issue is like if I use it, like if I keep the ink in the pen too long, a lot of times they actually evaporate a little bit too much. If and then I, it leaves like a residue, right? It's not residue. It's just the ink gets way too concentrated to a point that like a normal ink will actually sheen on paper, or it just becomes a little bit more hard to handle. Like they they、right. they don't like to write as well, or they just they 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 penetrate too far. It it, it causes issues when the ink gets too concentrated. So like I I typically feel like fifty percent and、uh, switching out maybe once every. Two three weeks from my from my field, like for each color, I typically keep a, a black slash blue and a red ink set. At home. The general at primary, the general primary colors for you, black, blue, and red. Yeah, yeah, and a, a hard, darker color and the、uh, softer color, the two different colors to use at work. That's typically why I always keep ink up. How about you? I mean,、uh, I know you ink up maybe like quite a bit of color at times sometimes. Yeah, so I actually keep a running Excel spreadsheet of the different colors I use, so I always try to range it up. But I always have at least one、uh, fine-tipped black or blue, and it typically that that black or blue would be a permanent ink, just in case I need something like down on paper and it doesn't get smeared or anything. And then the other two colors tend to be like a warm color and a cool color. So sometimes it's an orange and a purple. Sometimes it's Like a like a bluish gray and and a little red. It just varies on what I want or what ink that I feel like I haven't used in a long time. Okay.、Um, but I tend to like a lot of color variation, and I try to match them as best as I can. Like with you... the with the pen too, right? So blue pen with blue ink, purple pen with purple ink, stuff like that. Ah,、uh, yeah, that's what I was about to ask. So you do tend to try to match the pen color with your pen, the ink color with I... your pen. I try to、uh, sometimes like it just doesn't work out or I just don't have a pen of that color in which case、um, I have a lot of uh, um, uh, transparent like、uh, pens that are just like see through acrylic and then you can just put whatever you want in there. Right, you have a、um, quite a bit of you have a couple of Franklin Christoph in there. Yeah, some of、They're... the Franklin, the really nice Franklin Christoph, uh, 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 ghost pens or the frost pens, where like when you ink it up, like it looks like there's like a a chilled ice in there. It looks really cool. Okay, yeah, yeah, those are the ones that、uh, that's a clear for you. Wait, what other do you have other other demonstrator? 
that you have that is actually clear or that's it? I, I think the Franklin Kristoff ones are the only demonstrators that I have, but I have quite a few of the Franklin Kristoff pens. So um, it probably makes up the largest proportion of a pen company that I own, Franklin Kristoff. Okay. Okay. Um, hmm. I'm trying really hard to think the actually okay yeah it's definitely pilot the majority of my fountain pen brand is definitely pilot without it's, a doubt yes yeah it's a Prius the Cavalier the two that I actually don't use that much nowadays I also have the um what's that short chubby one that you can pose and become much longer I don't remember the name of that one it has a oh, softer nib uh, the are you talking about the one, the Chinese one, or are you talking about the... No, the Black Pilot one. I think 95 was something, and I, uh, the Pilot 95, something like that. I don't remember. It's the, the, the nib is not a FA nib, but it's a soft nib. And it is one of those, uh, like a... Oh, I think I know the one you're talking about, but I'd have to look it up. Yeah, it's a front pocket pen. It's meant for front pocket pair carry. It, it carries short, but when you post it, much become much longer that pen i so, think that one's a discontinued model isn't it i think it was discontinued pilot brought it back and i think it's in production ever since then mm. is 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 a pure the well, the one i have is plastic i think the the old the old model was middle yeah and uh, on top of that i think we both have the uh have a two three right um Yes, because we bought that special, uh, specially handled, specially uh, cust customized from Japan, right? Yeah, yeah, from um, that was from the um, Penquil, uh, I believe. That's what the wait, what's it called? Is a Tokyo Penquil, something like that? Let me see. I think so. Yeah, and it had a special, um, softer flex nib that gives you kind of a resemblance to be able to write like a with a vintage flex nib but it's not quite the same yeah yeah it's a tokyo ping shop quill that's that's it this we both got the uh pilot a23 fa nib i think uh that was our first foray into a uh, more expensive flex nib yeah that says, was the yeah. first one and then i being who I am, wasn't quite satisfied, and then I went to actually get a vintage flex nib. No, oh, I think you tried the, uh, what's that one called? The, um, Noodlers. The Noodlers. Yeah, the before. Noodlers Ahab, which, you know, given that it was like, what, $10 back then? Like, it's, it's a great entry into the flex nib world. And it's great for if you have shimmer inks, because you don't care a shit about whether it gets trapped <laughs> inside the inside the feed. Ah, uh, yeah, I remember you first smelled it and uh, and and uh, show me the smell too. Yeah, that that I think they may have fixed the issue. According... Oh, really? They updated the Ahab so it doesn't smell like crap. Okay, that's yeah, that's yeah, good to it, know. It, it, it had it. Yeah, it smelled like crap. Uh, when you first opened it, I think someone said he fixed the formula. So it doesn't smell as bad now. I think. Don't quote me on this. Uh, I, I'm I'm 90% sure that that's mentioned somewhere. Maybe like so a year have, or two ago. I have two uh, Ahabs. And all of them are like stuffed with tissue inside the original box. Just so the smell doesn't leak out. <laughs> you might as well put in like a tin can. So the smell definitely doesn't leak out. It's fine. I just don't often use it. Ah, would you like give it to somebody else as a gift? No, I wouldn't wish that. Like, I don't. I I can't think of a a scenario in which I would give a noodler's Ahab to someone unless they knew full well what pen that was. <laughs> because I think the smell also sticks to your hand, right? If I recall correctly. Here, how about this Christmas? I'm going to give you. A noodler's Ahab, smelly edition. Uh, no, I, I think I'm fine with that. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I'm fine with that. I'll, 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 I'll come over when all of this COVID stuff is over, or maybe even when it's not over, and I'll just plant the Ahab somewhere in your house, and you're going to have to try to find it. Oh, lovely. No, 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 thank you. 
Uh, I'm very much uh, <laughs> appreciate the gesture, but I don't need that pen in my house right now. Oh man, yeah, I I remember the first time smelling. That was that was interesting. And uh, yeah, yeah but... and I think no, you besides the Ahab, the Flex Nib, you did you try any other ones? Um, I think you also like Stub Nib too, right? Oh, Stub Nib is by far my favorite, just because of how easy it is to use and you don't have to worry about you know uh, flexing it too much flexing it too little and it doesn't tend to get um dry as quickly as the flex nibs do right because if you if you flex too often and flex too much like the feed just doesn't keep up with the 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 ink that you're laying down and then it starts to dry up um stub nibs are easy like it works great you can do easy calligraphy looking stuff and it looks nice and it mostly hides your bad penmanship. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, for me, I I think I like the. Um, of course, like this is purely from the utilitarian side speaking. Uh, I like Stubnib, right. but not like I think we had the one point, uh, Stub from Eco, USB Eco. And I think that the is one? the Twisty Eco stub. How many millimeters? Oh, is that? right, 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 right. I think that's either a one point oh or a one point one. I think most stubs come in one point one. Yeah, one point one. I think I grinded down a little bit the the, the stub. Maybe I I think I smoothed it out so the stub is not as prom uh, as a. Uh, you wanted a less stubby stub nib. Yeah, basically, uh, and I, no, I'm not even just less stubby. I want a less sharp because the. Uh, the default Newler, not I'm sorry, not Newler. The default Eco stub was a little bit on the sharp side. I remember I first started writing. And I complained to you about how sharp that thing sounds. That feels right. I remember it was like cutting into the paper, right? Yeah, yeah. The, the nib was definitely cutting into lesser quality paper. Like it gets dragged and you actually pick up fiber from it. So I I do believe that's actually why I did. Uh, I pretty much just regrinded. The, uh, <laughs> the the tip into right. a much smoother stub. And now I know Twisby. Uh, do you still have that Twisby, by the way? Yeah, yeah. It's a um. Uh, it is currently my secondary highlighter pen. Uh, right. So you're using I... the stubs more as a highlighter than 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 anything else. Yeah, and the my 1.3 millimeter, the one from Frickling Christoph, the nib. That was the primary highlighter, and the uh, oh, I see. Yeah, yeah. The the twist speed stuff is a zero point nine, and that was a secondary highlighter. I mean, they they both they both fare pretty well, and as a as a highlighting pen, and uh, for me, stub is I think yeah, I think one zero point nine mm in a sense. I think it's probably the maximum I would like to use in like a daily practical usage. Anything thicker, I don't think it fits into my um typical handwriting situation right because you don't really need like a thicker line necessarily you just need a pen that you can use that writes well that suits your general word yeah that, that fits the uh general word the general letters like yeah it's not doesn't make it too big and that's pretty much it for my i think for my nib preferences um stub is like i said 0.9 or smaller i use Median most of the time, uh, fine sometimes uh, because the issue with the fine nib is that for the lesser quality paper, like the uh, big giant plotting paper that's like 36 inch wide, 42 inch wide, on those papers, uh, fine nib actually tend to dig in a little bit from time to time. And uh, Right, you can find that it like cuts the fibers a little bit and then it will start to bleed, right? Whereas if you use like a medium nib, like it tends to sit a little bit better on the paper. Yeah, they, they tend to glide over lesser quality paper better, so it gets caught less. And uh, so in general, I think, uh, I, I, I remember I started using Fine for almost all my pen. And I, the, the more I used, surprisingly, because I mean, I, I write Chinese in the notebook too sometimes, and uh, that's why I started using, using Fine. But as I, I think I I start using that more and more from general work usage, I slowly shifted into using median nib. 
Okay, that's that's a new development for me because I remember that you were a fine pen, the fine nib only user. Um, I was always a medium nib user, uh, but it's 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 cool to know that you eventually moved over to our side. Yeah, it is.、Uh, well, because mainly I also start writing Chinese less, so <laughs> I need to. Yeah, you're not using you're not going to use a broad nib to write Chinese. Yeah, so the, the need to write finely is not as prominent, and、uh, now it's just medium on most nibs. I think、uh, the one I have for fine is my、uh, either vanishing point, and that works well for. What you use a vanishing point for? Typically, just jot down notes and stuff on the go. So, the、uh, I think、and、a fine nib of the vanishing point is pretty good. Even though I do want to try the pilot stub on the vanishing point because I so think... I got the stub for the pilot vanishing point because I'm a stub guy.、Um, it's an okay stub nib. It's not great.、Um, I it it's advertised, I believe, as a one point one stub, but it actually feels a little finer. Than one point one, which maybe you'll like.、Uh, so is it finer because it gives less ink, or is finer because it's physically finer? Like now you know the the,、uh, the flow. So the width of the nib is actually, it, I mean, it's a pilot vanishing point nib, right? So the width of the the base of the nib is a little thinner, and I think that somehow affects. How it writes on the paper. I, I, I'm. It might just be perception, but it feels a little finer than a than like say my Lamy one point one nib, which I feel like is pretty wide. Ah, okay. So interesting, but but it's not as fine. It's not as thick as like the one point one, the the twisty ones that they advertise. Right, right, right. So maybe you should give it a try because you don't like as stubby of a stub nib. Uh yeah yeah I think I'll give it a try, and、uh, any other nib oh um I think the only other specialty nib are the ones like Brandon myself the architect nib, and、uh, the the lasting nib um my um ah shoot I don't even remember the name anymore. Wait my, no, no、uh, elastic nib. What、yeah. is it, the by elastic nib? Do you mean just like a like a less flexy flex nib? No, the the Nakaya pen, the by、uh, Fountain Pen Network, the no, no, FountainPen dot com, they sell a nib called the Elastic Nib, and、uh, that's why I got when I ordered my Nakaya. It is not a flex nib per se because they it barely increases、uh, the width as you flex it. It,、mm-hmm. it, I think the better description is it increases the water flow. Okay. So there so, is, it gets slightly thicker, but then the main thing is it just drops more ink on the paper as you flex it. Okay, so it increases the water, the 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 ink flow, it, when you apply a little bit more pressure. Yeah, not not a lot, like not as you would think as a fully flex nib, but then I was like, like it's like a、uh, lesser semi flex than the Pilot FA nib. Okay. And there、That、is a yeah, yeah. There's a certain flex to it. So basically, if you want it really wet, you if you want it like if you have a tomoe paper and you want the ink to sheen a lot, you you can use that nib and uh, and uh, try、uh, try to apply a little bit more pressure, and then you can see the more variation of the ink on paper. Hmm, that sounds interesting. I might have to try that one out later. Yeah, I think that's only a, a custom nib from them, though. So you you might you might have to fork out. I'd、like, be like, I think、uh, normal nib, golden nib from them, and then you need to pay, I think eighty bucks extra. That's not too bad. To customize it. I, I、yeah. mean, for for you know, customized nibs, that's actually not too bad. Yeah, I think that's the uh, that is what they have, and、uh, I think that's it for my specialty nibs. I don't, I don't have that many flex. I mean, I'm considering getting the、uh, Mont Blanc calligraphy because that is like a、uh, modern flex, like the closest to vintage flex from a modern pen. That、right. I don't have to、I've、worry seen about. Some videos of that. Yeah, yeah, that I don't have to worry about the、uh, <laughs> the pen maintenance and the uh, the uh, super wet. The super wet flow per se. Yeah, that's the kind of issue. At least I, I mean, at least with my vintage flex pens, like if I had to deal with、um, 
the flow being a little too wet sometimes and the maintenance because it's um, that uh, that rubber texture, right? So you can't get it wet or else it just completely degrades. So you constantly have to keep watch of it or else like the ink will start start getting some like rubber texture in it. Then you got to clean it all out. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. yeah, so that's that's you got what two vintage pen, I believe. How many of I, that I are actually you using? have? I actually have three vintage pens. Wait, um, what? Yeah, I have three. Um, there's two, uh, um, that I have. Uh, one, the third one is the first one I got, and it's not quite as flexy as the other two. So it was kind of like an intro f- flex nib. It works okay. They all work okay, but I don't use them very much unless I'm writing like a kind of like a handcrafted birthday card or something where I need I want the letters to look really nice. Interesting. I was under the impression that you only have two. Uh, no, vintage. I have three. Yeah, three. Okay, yeah, three vintage flex. Yeah, I have none. <laughs> I mean, I, <laughs> I I keep having the mean to um, find one during the paint show. The last three I went to, but then. Uh, now just never never end up picking one. There there's of course of course a pen show's cancel nowadays. Uh hopefully Yeah, you're not going to a pen show anytime soon. Yeah. So um that put a damper on the pen hunt, hopefully, uh I mean and at the same time like I said, there's the alternative is the uh Mount Blanc calligraphy pen, which I think it is still going on pretty easily accessible without me having to worry about the uh, overwatch feed. So <laughs> I might give that a try before anything else. Yeah. And well, I think that's pretty much for pans. I mean, other than that, actually, let's talk, let's, let's go over ink really quick. Like, do you have your like preference or most use ink in a sense like do you use like just normal ink shiny shimmer ink or do you use like a uh more pigment pigmented ink i think you talked to me you were using it a little bit before that like what is your general ink usage so like i said i usually have three pens inked up at any one particular time and one of them is almost always a permanent ink so at this point, it's usually almost a uh, a um, a pigmented ink, so it's some kind of Sailor Storia or carbon ink. Sometimes I'll use the uh, Noodler's Black um, for like uh, some other pens that I really don't want the 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 what don't want it to get clogged up on. Um, and then the other inks, almost always, it's going to be a shading or a sheening ink. Um, a lot of the sailor inks that I have are, are, are sheening and some of the, the, the pilot Roshi Zuku inks are, are, have really nice shading. So it's some combination of those two. Um, sailor inks are by far my favorite though. Like their, their ink, um, their, their, their quality, the way they don't bleed through the paper, they have a certain smell to it that I know some people don't like, but I really like the sailor ink smell. Um, and they always have some interesting quality to it that that I feel like the other ink brands don't have. What do you think? Okay, so um, first of all, the Sailor ink smell that's actually um, herbicide. That's yeah. fungicide. That that's technically illegal in USA to carry over, but I think it's so minute they don't really care. Uh, that's oh, interesting. I didn't know that it was illegal. Yeah, it is. I think that was some people's worried because the sailor ink, the, the fungicide they use, is not legal in USA. But it's in such a minute amount in that formula, in such a small bottle, in a grand scheme of things. I don't think the US customer ever care about it when you even use a like custom shipping ship over. Right, right. So, yeah, that's that's actually why you don't smell on any other ink that's typical here in by USA company because they are not allowed to be used here <laughs> from yeah. my, from my understanding um so what about you and your ink usage um yeah i use most of my ink are shading or sheening ink i gravitate toward that because of course it is the more practical type of ink um i do have a conid minimalistica and uh, that, I mean, that pen is pretty easy to clean and to disassemble. 
So that is my go-to pen whenever I I feel brave and want to try out some other ink. For example, the um, um, I had some shimmery ink that I toss onto that pen. Oh, because, wow. Okay. Yeah, it's kind brave. of funny because like the I I sometimes the ink just sits in my drawer over a couple of days before I had to use it again, and the, the first few stroke the entire end stroke is all silver. You cannot even tell the word in color anymore. <laughs> yeah, you gotta so, shake those pens up. You gotta shake those shimmering pens up. Yeah, well, um, when you when you take it out of a drawer, you just gotta make a quick sketch or something. You you don't really think about that when you when you forgot to see what the heck you love in the ink. But yeah, I mean, for me, the shimmering ink. Oh, the oh yeah, that's another specialty nib. It's the titanium nib. I think that is yeah. the wettest. So, nib i can find so far really you found it the wettest um, yeah i, I mean the titanium nib is effectively a less flexy flex nib at, at least in terms of just its general use so uh, i think titanium nib um i think it was richard binder he he really really hates titanium nib from my understanding from reading his <laughs> older posts and stuff I think I understand why, because titanium nib, they are very soft. They are soft yeah, in the sense that they, they require very little, little force to deform, to, to, to bend. However, they also really slow to recover compared to gold nibs. So, right, so that's the danger of using the titanium nib, because with your typical flex nibs, you can flex it, and then it'll bounce back without too much fear but with the titanium nib it's really easy to overdo that and then you've just ruined your your nib yeah it's not even just overdoing it it's when you are tuning your titanium nib like you know like uh, i got into a uh, nib grinding nib tuning quite a bit at uh, some period yeah, yeah. for a while and uh, i find that the titanium nib is probably the most pain they ask to get right because the the nib itself is so soft so like it bends in and out on paper in a microscopic level very easily and i believe that is also the reason why a lot of the uh, titanium nib tend to come with the baby's bottom because when they yeah. are finishing the nib it's really easy to overdo it right uh, and baby's bottom is what happens when you kind of wear out the in-between area of your fountain pen nib which creates like a nice little baby's bottom if you can imagine what that is um and then the problem with that is that you don't you don't get as much uh, ink flow right because it's not touching the paper the capillary action on that nib isn't working properly yeah is you were painful having issue with hard starts basically and uh when you're having hard start is like the very first couple of few stroke that you write probably not going to write too well and i mean right after after you start writing it for most pens that has baby bottom it's actually all right but the very first few stroke when you first start using the pen after it's sitting along for a while, it is going to be difficult with when you use a pen with baby's bottom. And yeah. yeah, so I actually slap all my shimmer ink onto a titanium nib because it has the most ink flow and it just kind of flushes out all the, uh, all the shimmering stuff along with the really, really wet feet that it has. Right. So, so surprisingly, I don't think I ever had a clog issue or shimmer ink even though i am pretty sure in a lot of people's standard i was kind of abusing the uh the um the feet and the nib itself because i don't think you're allowed you're supposed to let the uh, shimmering particles sit in your drawer for four or five days straight and then just suddenly pick it up and start using it yeah, you shouldn't do that. But that's interesting because I haven't touched my shimmer inks in a long time, mainly because I'm afraid of it clogging up my feeds. Usually nowadays, it's either I use it in the Noodler's Ahab, which I haven't used in a couple of years, or I use a dip pen, which is a completely different kind of pen, but it uses fountain pen ink. Um, all, you're, you're just dipping a glass pen with little uh, uh, um, caverns in the uh, nib tip that allow you to pick up um, fountain pen ink and write on paper um, and that you don't you don't obviously you don't clog anything up because it's just 
the pen nib itself, right? Yeah, I think uh, glass nib is great. We want to try new ink and glass pen, basically uh, glass nib pen. Um, yeah, they are the only issue for them is their 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 flow is always wet to dry, as you imagine, as you have your you have more reservoir at the very beginning and the less at the very end. And... It's also a lot harder to control, right? Like, um, the 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 ink just kind of collects near the tip, and you either get it really scratchy or you get it too wet. It's more of a way to test out an ink rather than like do serious writing with it. Actual writing with it, yeah. It's also barely hard. Like it's glass, so it's inflexible, and we write with it. There's there's no cushioning in a sense. So yeah. you're you, yeah, yes, it's a pretty it's i think it's it feel even harder than writing with lead pencil or just pencil itself because it's yeah because because it, the pencil at least kind of gives away right as you're writing on it but the the glass nib just it's it's a it's it's a piece of glass yeah so it is it's immovable and uh yeah it has probably the strongest feedback and the uh tactile sense probably just zero and one <laughs> when you write <laughs> Uh, let's see. So, yeah, for me, the ink, using a little bit of shimmery ink, I do mix ink from before, not as much anymore. Um, yeah, you're a brave soul. I have not mixed or tried to mix any of my inks yet. Um, I, mainly because I just kind of like the colors I already kind of bought. But like, as we said, we ended up buying tons and tons of ink. So it's like, yeah, I've got plenty to go through without needing to mix them quite yet. Yeah, we, we have... Oh, I know you do. I have a lot of ink. I am what, maybe 20 bottles, maybe? I mean, I have I think I have double that. I want okay. to say I have double that. I have so much ink. Yeah, okay. Yeah, you do have a lot more than I do. Um, yeah, and on top of that, I don't think I have any permanent ink anymore. Uh, I think uh, Johnny from work gave me uh, some. I don't like to use the uh, Newler's permanent ink in contrary to a lot of people out there. I personally, in my opinion, it's hard to clean. It's... Oh, really? Yeah, like, um, they they tend to... They, they leave a very thin film. I think it was it was one of their first permanent ink. It was the Bad General, the Blue Bad General. Oh, and, yeah, I have not used that before. Yeah, it leaves a very thin film of blue ink, no matter how careful you want to clean it. The only way to get rid of it is to use isopurple alcohol. You flush through your your your. your oh, pen. yeah, I'm not going to do that. Yeah, so um, after a couple of tries, I, I, real, I realized what the issue is. I just kind of stopped using the permanent ink from Noodlers. And it was also a hard starter, too, for some reason. So, Oh, weird. Yeah, I can tell you that like the Noodlers black that I got a couple years ago, it's been fine. Like it, it's I use it all the time in my Lamy two thousand. It's my go to ink for my Lamy two thousand because really, it, there's no particles in it. I don't have to worry about it clogging up, and it's pretty smooth, right? Um, I know that uh, uh, Brian Goulet from Goulet Pens, he always uses the 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 Noodlers black in his uh, Lamy two thousand. So because of that, it's like yeah, I'll just it's the only black that I'll use on that pen. Yeah, I know he he's a very very strong Euler fan. So, for me, from my personal experience, I'm not that big of a fan <laughs> per se. But you have to be careful where you use the noodlers. Like it's clearly not a an industrial level ink. But as long as you know that it works for one particular pen, or you just use a cartridge converter, it's okay. Yeah, yeah. So, I just tend to stick with the. Uh, Normal, I would say normal ink, uh, the just shining, shading, and uh, again, sometimes shimmering. Uh, pigment ink, I do use it from time to time. I think, actually, in fact, I use them as I borrow ink from as you a what or ink? I'm Johnny. Sorry. As I borrow those ink from you or Johnny. I think you give me a little bottle sample of a, a pigment ink. Yeah, I think so. Johnny also gave me another bottle, uh, a little sampler vial of pigment ink. That's like the only two pigment ink that I have. <laughs> Honestly, I I I am a big fan of the Sailor Storia inks. Like they're they 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 dry in a way that has like this 
um, magical quality to it. It's almost like it was like watercolor, but it's also permanent, which is great about it. And I feel like if you look at it from a certain angle, it kind of sheens at the same time too, which makes it really unique to me. So I, when I, when I found that out, I bought all of the story inks when I could, <laughs> when they were on sale. Yeah. That's the only thing I haven't tried from Sailor line, like the, the, the entire pigment ink uh, lineup from Sailor. Uh, and they can all mix together too if you really want to try that yes that's actually what i plan to do with it i, I plan to mix a little bit of some at least together and, yeah the uh, yellow there the, i have the the light green and the yellow story inks they're very light you can't use them as your traditional fountain pen inks they're either i'm pretty sure those are made to either be highlighted or they're made to be mixed in with other inks interesting yeah um uh, I think that's one of the major complaints too. Well, maybe they were meant to be using a very, very, very wet pen. Maybe. They're just really light. I, I have yet to use the yellow in a in a real way. I guess I really should mix it up. Maybe I'll have to mix it and then come back next next episode and I'll tell you what I think. Or have you ever used on your uh like your uh um you probably not gonna want to use on vintage? And because it's pigment ink. Oh, oh no, 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 no! Definitely not, definitely not. Okay, but I yeah. have enough flex pens. Like I can use it on my on that pilot flex pen that we got. Um, oh, that's interesting. So, um, just going back to nibs for a second. Remember that one time we got our nibs um, modified by Mike Masuyama. Uh, yeah, you did. I don't yeah, think I, I ever did. went through that. Yeah. So what's up? So with that? I. I got him to get me a needlepoint semi-flex nib. Oh. Yeah. Okay, how did that yeah. go? It, when, 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 I mean, we all know who Mike Masuyama is. Like, he's like the pen nib meister of, of at least, you know, the United States, right? Yeah. So when he says needlepoint, it's a fucking needlepoint. <laughs> It, it it will cut your paper if you were if you're not careful with how you write it and um but it is a beautiful pen nib like i didn't like we talk about how medium nibs they allow the ink to properly represent itself on the paper and it looks really nice yeah there's something beautiful to how thin that needle point writes it is so fine and so nice to look at when you when you get it down right um that's a that's a and that's that's a nib that we forgot to mention in in um when we were talking about the different nibs. But that yeah. pen works great. Oh wait, which one do you have that on right now? It's on one of the Franklin Christoph pens. There was a there was an option. Um, actually, no, there wasn't an option. It was just Mike Masuyama saying, "Oh, send me the pen, and I'll eventually get to it." Ah, okay. Yeah, I think I sent him some weird request. I was asking, "Hey, can you grind me like a uh, sailor? Uh, start with a zoom, get a uh, Nakinata nib, and then make it flex." Yeah, I, you were asking for the Frankenstein of nibs. Yeah, I think his response to me is, uh, "Eventually, it, it basically sounds down to I can try, but I don't recommend it." <laughs> 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 yeah when when you see when you get the nibmeister of of the united states to say yeah i wouldn't recommend that yeah maybe you shouldn't yeah so i i don't didn't, didn't go with it but i still kind of wonder if if that would ever go through <laughs> what would it become if, uh, if there was ever just so everyone knows if there was ever a person that can over optimize anything frank that would be you yeah, I tend to go overboard, basically, in terms of <laughs> searching for for certain property and uh, like everyday stuff, fountain pen stuff. It just, uh, yeah, I have a tendency to over research, overdo, and uh, I have a uh, sometimes a uh, rush of trying things myself, even though that means uh, I might have to ruin, I might have to ruin a few things along the way, but. Uh, most of the time, I get some result out of it, and sometimes I learn from it. So I mean, it's fun as long as you can afford it. As long as the the damage is not significant or permanent, I think uh, sometimes it's fun to try out. As long as you don't out. get, as long as you don't get hurt, and you you know, you're you're okay. 
right? Yeah, as long as... And that's fine, right? Like, as it's good that you can like like fine tune your your research and study to to get you to get you there. Yeah, I think the uh, for fountain pen. And that's actually, I think that's one of the reasons why I like fountain pen is just the amount of fine tuning you had to do in a sense. I mean, some that that's probably also why some people doesn't like fountain pen or to get into fountain pens. Uh, well, I mean, I feel I think fountain pens. There's definitely it can speak to multiple audiences, right? Like you, like me, I'm an I'm an extreme. It sounds kind of weird me saying this, but I'm an extreme generalist. Um, if it works, it works, and I'll use it, and I'll like it. That's, like, I, I have a low bar of entry to, like, as long as, like, I can take it and use it, that's great. <laughs> yeah, for me, is um, I, honestly, I think at the very beginning is I, I kind of enjoy the journey of finding out what works and what doesn't work with Fountain Man. Um, right now, I kind of settled into certain certain setup in a sense because I think I kind of find what works most of the time, the come what works most of the time. But uh, otherwise, I mean, a lot of times I still look at like a certain nib or like a certain new nib. I was just thinking like, yeah, maybe I should regrind this to something else. But I haven't <laughs> got time lately. <laughs> you you're an experimenter, and so you want to tinker with it. Yeah, yeah, I'm definitely tinker for pretty much everything, a lot of things, but yeah, that's what my that's what made Family Pain fun for me. In sense, yeah, and for me, it has always been like I have a little bit of a collector streak, so that's why like all the different colors, the different pens, like it was always a little, it was always a little niche, um, and that's why I'm in so deep. But at least for now, I've been really happy just kind of rotating through my entire collection, rotating through all the different inks and just seeing um, the different color combinations. That's, uh, that's always been it for me, like the creative enjoyment of the different pens. Okay. Um, well, I think that is a pretty good place for us to wrap up the discussions and uh, for the time being. Yeah, it's see. been fun. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a pretty good roundabout, and uh, to to go over what we have been we're discussing for Founder Pens for the last, I would say, how many years has it been since we, well, since I got you into the, uh, the pretty deep a, rabbit hole. <laughs> it's so it's been at least three. It's been at least a good strong three years now. Um, yeah, three years. It's oh, been wow. a deep rabbit hole. Has it been three years? I thought it was a little bit longer than that. I mean, it could be a lot longer, but I remember. So I was. I remember I was studying for an interview, um, and then I got into fountain pens, and that totally derailed me for 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 a couple months. Um, but yeah, I think it's maybe three three and a half years now. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah, actually, just... almost. Actually, I'm sorry, almost four because it's almost 2021, so it might be almost four. Yeah, actually, I think I've been to like I I've always been like using the Premier and the Cavalier, the two the one I got from college on the slide from time to time, but I never really kicked the uh, fountain pen hobby into high gear until you start getting into it as well. Right, so, it's a dangerous like cycle of building each other up. Yeah, yeah, of like so. Yeah, maybe I haven't. Yeah, I think uh, the the big like a big jump of pushing into fountain pen collections and the everything around about it. It was maybe three four years ago. Actually, in fact, I think it is three, four years ago because I've been to three different fountain pen uh, shows around here. Yeah, I still want to go to one, but at least I'm not sure. Or at least for now, we don't know when that's gonna happen. Yeah, and along with the uh, demographic, the general demographic of fountain pen, the uh, people, pen uh, <laughs> ship may be on a pretty long well, hold for a let's while. Not, let's not go there. Yeah. <laughs> let's not go there. It's, uh, well, hopefully everything will be back to normal next year, and uh, we'll see how it goes. Yeah. But anyways, this has been great. All right. Yeah, it's been fun uh, going over everything. I think uh, we can probably talk some other stuff. I think we mainly cover pen and ink. Maybe we can cover paper next time. 
Oh, there's and, so much to cover. Like, um, the, like we, we, we covered the surface level of a broad set of topics, but like each individual thing, like paper, ink, ink color, like all of these things, like you, you there's a, uh, I keep saying rabbit hole, but there's a rabbit hole of deeper information in each one of these. Yeah, that's, that's certainly true for, uh, in terms of fountain pens and, uh, yeah, there's there's just a lot of research to do. Like a lot, <laughs> if you really want to yeah. want to start digging in. All right, then I think this is it for tonight, and uh, we will be signing off for the time being. And uh, hopefully, we'll see you in two to three weeks. Till next time, bye.